head start recording. Yeah, that's does. does? Right, yeah. Yeah, so the one I did with Jacob and this guy, he was Venezuelan. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling stories like I think he was a he had interest in philosophy. But then he was talking stories about how in Venezuela he had friends who were like kidnapped. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the whole the South America is just backwards in it, some parts yeah. of it. Yeah, it's mad. Right, I'm gonna do something different on this uh, introduction. I'm gonna actually try to be structured. So on the just giving page for anyone okay. people who are listening, uh, we're at two hundred and nine pounds raised. So thanks to Chris O'Connell, um, Christina, my lovely girlfriend, very nice of it. Matthew Pierce, me Julie, uh, me Julie, <laughs> me Julie, uh, Matthew Pierce, and then anonymous. I think that was my dad, to be honest, and me, me lovely mum, who's donated some money. It's nice, man. Um, yeah. So welcome to the podcast, Finley. Thank you very much, man. Coming. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, should we say, how do we know each other? Do you want to well, start? Ah, that, that, that dark morning when I woke up and I had to turn up to work at like, what, half five, was it? Yeah. But everyone I'd shadowed beforehand was like 45, computer illiterate, so it was so nice because just ended up chatting and shit. It ended up with this, this concept, basically, and every now and again, yeah. like, shit, we have to do work. Yeah, a bit of a... Uh, but- Bit of chilling and a bit of planning. Yeah, a bit of chilling, a bit of planning. It was a bit event. It was a bit, a bit of an eventful time. You know, like COVID was just relaxing and starting because you were at gaps all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that one in the caravan as well. Where was that? Was that in Scam of the World? That was um, in Apsley Bridge. So I'd went to Posh that. <laughs> I went. To, yeah, it is. But this one confused me because like, so I went to a gap in Liverpool and. I'd met these, at the time, I was single. So I was just going to gaffs. And then I had the, I still wasn't drinking at this point. So when I was there, I was just making cups of tea. <coughs> and then there was these two girls from Skem who were like, what What the fuck are you doing? I can't, I can't picture birds from Skem being very accommodating of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were like, how are you making fucking tea? And, whatever. and then I was just having a laugh with one of them. Uh, with both of them, to be honest, and then uh, we ended up. I got the party actually got busted by by busted. Fuck me, I sound so me. <laughs> busted, man. <laughs> Fucking cops turned up, man. Um, yeah, so the police ended up coming, and it felt like some of GTA. Because there was like police all fucking down the stairs of this flat in Liverpool, and then um, in Central. Uh, oh, um, it was. It wasn't far from the John Lewis. Yeah, I get you. And I think it was around Halloween. Yeah. And then there was like police. So police officers just walked in. But it's like, normally, I guess if something happens like that, it'd be like, oh shit, everyone, fucking police yeah, there or yeah. something. So I was just chilling with this brew. And I turned to my right, there was just this police officer who just walked into this gal. He's like, hey, everybody, party's over. I was like, oh shit, fucking hell. So I bet then, some uh, people skitsing out, though, I'm guessing. Yeah. It was funny. There was some people like licking, like licking up some, like, oh, you know, I've only just nicked in. I wasn't here all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so yeah, then people that were trying to kick off, like, why are you trying to enforce the COVID rules and shit like yeah. that as well? 
Yeah, there was one lad he's like, you know, it's a fucking lie. You know, it's a lie. Why are you doing it? Shut up, mate. Just, just like, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, these girls were interested because I had a burner phone and I, had, I was just drinking tea at this gaff. Um, and then what well, I burn phone's quite misleading without context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, a Nokia. Um, and they, so, well, yeah, and then it was a few of me, me and my mates, and then I was driving because I wasn't drinking. And then someone was like, oh, do you want to come to a gaff after this? I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. And then we drove from Liverpool to Afton Bridge. We just, like, turned right. And it was, like, pulled up on this farm, and it was this guy called uh, Rat Boy, his name was. And it was a gaff in a caravan. I'm actually going to put that... Uh, I think I've got a photo of that on my old laptop. I'll put that as well. I'm they can even take enough weight for all the people, though. <laughs> you felt the walls on them. Like, you genuinely feel like you can just fall over and go straight through. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think... Because I'm, I'm genuinely interested in, like, people who live off-grid. I'm like, I think it's fair enough, you know. Doing what do you think about the... Uh, what do you call it? The metal con- shipment container houses? Someone was saying they're a massive scam and they're not they're not ecological that, and shit like that. Did you see a YouTube video about that or something? Maybe. I don't think I watched yeah. the video, but I saw the headline of it. Some yeah. woman some woman calling it all a scam and saying it was bullshit. Yeah, I seen that. But that was uh I was really interested in that one point because it was just like you live in a small area, you convert it, make it nice, and you live cheaply. But a lot of yeah. know, a lot of people you see on YouTube when you watch them sometimes like, Oh, this is my tiny home. And it would be like, oh. So, yeah, what happened was my mum gave me this land and then I just chucked a shipping container on it. So, but it's still interesting. But I was, yeah, so I was asking this guy. I was like, really? He was fucked up, the guy who owned the caravan. I was rat like, so like, yeah, rat boy. And I was like, so, like, how does, you know, you know when you're shit, where, you know, where does it go? Like, how do you keep it warm and all these questions? And then he was, because he, he was fucked up, he was like, lad. What do you, who's this? Am I <laughs> and he didn't have any idea what I was there. I was like, no, mate, no, mate. I'm just, I'm just asking a few questions about it. But then every time I'd ask him questions, he'd wanted to basically kick everyone out of the party. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, I'd probably say that was the weirdest um, place I went to over the, the lockdown gaps. We just, the ones at my uni gap were just full of money, just full of like, Spice Boys, basically, like skinny jeans, D-squared, looking for a fight. Yeah. Was that just... Had you left by then? Last yeah, year? I left about a year and a month ago. Yeah, oh, so it would have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so start of October. Yeah, bopped straight out and got my nose pierced, like, within two days, because yeah. I never could have. Pissed me off, that. I hate... <laughs> I understand the reasoning of it, because it's food manufacturing, but, like, being told little things like that that you can and can't do is a job. Yeah, because of the job. Yeah, I guess it just it feels like you're being controlled. Yeah, and it's like what you know. I was reading. I got back into Reddit today. There's a, yeah. a whole thread called anti-work. Have yeah, you seen yeah. it? Yeah, it's class. I, I quite it. like it though. I like the community <laughs> in it. Yeah, it's just people posting about the jobs, and it's like, oh, yeah. But some of the shit, yeah. some of the stuff you see, mate. Yeah, it's a lot of that though is America. Yeah, um, corporate America. Well, the way they built it and the way that it was it takes a long time to restructure like the norms within 
within a company. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they had what's like so bad about America. I remember meeting this guy in I was in Israel <laughs> and he worked in New York and he was like telling me I on this this two week trip in Israel and I was like oh yeah after this work trip. No, no, it was his. So they get, I think the minimum is 10 days paid time off a year. So that's all they can have off. So he did it in a, everyone does like a two week period or two weeks. Yeah. So he did it in Israel. And I was telling him, oh, yeah, we're going here. And then he compared the, like the average holidays, I think were like 28 days in the UK. Yeah, 25 or 28, something like that. Um, I, thought, I don't know like it's just what you get in America well you don't even get the, the healthcare or anything no nah, just... staff well I saw there was something on Twitter yesterday a guy got bit by a rattlesnake and his bill that was due two weeks after him leaving the hospital was 150 grand and I don't I don't I can't comprehend what I'd do especially if I wasn't in short getting slick with that yeah especially it's just something that's not even your fault as well it's just like yeah. Out of nowhere, this happens and you've, you've fucked pretty much for the rest of your life. Yeah, because they're saying about radiology and bed space and labour and shit like that. You get charged for all of it. One of my friends uh, from university is from Jersey and he lives here and he said, like, I can't ever have an ambulance or anything like that because I have to pay for it and I can't afford it. Yeah, here? Yeah, in mainland UK, he's not like covered. Really? He said, like, if he leaves, he'll just get a bill sent to him. So is, it, is he is he under a a visa here? I don't know. I study. I don't. I literally the country is backwards. From what he tells me, it's absolutely backwards. Yeah. It's got quite a weird community. So like they need obviously health and social care, but they have no health and social care workers. So they just get students to do it. But it's it's such what? like a. What's that? They get students to do what? Sorry. The the health and social care works. So, you know, in like care homes or mental institutions or things like that he's training to be because he knows they'll get so much cash because there's so little supply and demand in america I think, like, only one for no in jersey oh. jersey's in the channel island right okay uh but like, i think there's only one phone provider and things like that and just everything about it, it's a bit odd everything's well yeah. expensive because it's imported as well so uh when you <laughs> The, the the glorious place where we used to work where did, would you say that it was a decision just based on uh like yourself? short kind of decision yeah, yeah there was a day basically there was a day when I, I think i got there like i had to get there for six and i'd forgotten my lunch and i knew i wouldn't have time on my lunch to go and get anything and there's the canteen as well but it's obviously not the best and I was literally like nearly in tears on the way there because I didn't have time to go back I'm stressed I didn't want to not eat I was just like I'm not doing this for another three years but I may yeah. as well pack in it obviously it's the second that uni said you know you can transfer full credits just as if you're assuming from second year onwards and just bit their hand off basically yeah just think for someone our age as well obviously there's nothing wrong with it and I don't mind the work ethic and I very happily well I, I got on with it for a year but I see all my mates like they, they're going out a few times a week and they're still making the same sort of p- career progression especially within the opportunities given to me I'm just kind of like why not realistically yeah why not so the second I found it because there was a, a I'd been in uni um because I'd always sort of toyed with it 
and I'd been in uni and I spent the whole day just like writing the pros and cons list because I knew my mum she's quite pedantic so I can't just go and talk to her and be like I hate my job I want to quit you know like this she mm-hmm. if I give her a logical reason she's like yeah fair enough go ahead so yeah sort of weighed it up and I was like yeah sorry then come out the gaff soon mm. but it was quite quite annoying having to wait that six months to move out because of covid yeah yeah which is quite a long anticipation especially for a lot of it i didn't know if i'd actually be moving in or not and things like that but i managed to you you had to you had to say that there were special circumstances for you to move out but they didn't ask what they were so i was like yeah i meet the criteria to move in early and she was like yes i'm in you go nice but it took me straight in the deep end like because it was a flat of seven other people and just immediately like it, the whole thing about university as well kind of weird that oh it was a community like everyone knew each other because they'd all lived together they'd been locked down together and things like that and i came in sat down in a group like 12 people no one batting an eyelid you know like in high school or college somebody like who's this or like your leaders yeah. like, who's that and they just you just sit down like are oh, you right yeah. just get on with it but it's such you see individuals as well where they would never ever especially like pre-university you would never put them in a group together just as their yeah. individuals because they'd always associate with similar people so it does just chuck you in the deep end for and i feel like that's the same kind of thing you like going away for just meeting people completely different completely different yeah yeah cause i think when you when you're growing up you mainly just stay in your, your group that you know and within your boundaries and if you don't ever go out on them boundaries and you just probably just stay exactly who yeah. you are you never small town syndrome terrifies me mate it absolutely <laughs> terrifies me there's yeah. people from where i know and they're well the older now but like they're only 18 19 they just go to the same pub like every wednesday thursday or something like that and the same people it really scares me and like everybody knows what everybody's doing and interfering with each other's business it just really doesn't appeal to me I, to be honest, like, I do living in the city now. I enjoy it when I've got like the places to go to that I go to, like jam yeah. sessions and open mics, and you see the same, you see the same musicians pretty much on the same basis. And when I didn't have that, and I, I felt more just like a number in a crowd rather yeah. than having a community of people who are new or worth places to go. So I do value some some of that small town thing but the actual like small town mel- mentality where it's just like yeah never leaving here and you kind of yeah it can become bit, really yeah. toxic kind of thing. yeah because you don't you never get out of your comfort zone i don't think it's, it's beneficial just to just to see uh let's say wigan for example if you just stay there yeah. uh, well coming back to what you're saying about like you didn't want to be a number in a crowd it was kind of especially at work you know the, there was a whole ordeal about you having long hair yeah just but just because it's slightly different obviously i don't think that corporations should have any influence in anything like that unless reasonable yeah. grounds like you say the factory environment but there's no there's no reason there's that many there's that many numbers that are happy being numbers it's weird to be frowned upon to do anything sort of out of line anything that it really frustrates me yeah if you stick your head out from the crowd it's like you you're different and it's like you become like oh, why, why can you do that why do we have to follow these rules but yeah mm-hmm. no at, that at the time when that happened so i'll explain the situation was that there was a presentation to do at 
business award. And yeah. I'd gone to do it. And it was like, I think I did deliver an okay presentation. How uh, is it in comparison to your hair now, by the way? Oh, I think my hair is longer now. Um, Slightly, or? Uh, I'd say it was, my hair then was like probably a few inches less. Yeah. Um, and I, in my head, it, so I, I did this presentation and the director of the place said, well, like, oh, I'll let you, Edward, do it if you cut your hair. At the time, it was, I remember being in the... How old were you? The board. The board. The board office board. What's it called? The room with the... I know. It's sort of the, the senior staff room, basically. Yeah, 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 I say that. Yeah. And it was sat, sat there and I was a bit like... How old were you, by the way? Um, I was... 2000 and I think it was 2018 so I would have been 20 no yeah 20 yeah and it after that like I think I, I knew I'd fucked up when I'd done it and then like a lot a lot of, I was getting shit from a lot of people and it was I think it was deserved to be honest because it was like you didn't I didn't really stand up for myself I really yeah. It's hard to in that environment, to be fair. Like, I think I'd have done the exact same thing. I don't know how this haircut would have gone down. <laughs> well, it's 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 so. But once I, I like after it, and then I I, re- I realized that I had an issue where I didn't really stick up for myself previously in other parts, and then I let that slip into like a the work life. Um. After that, I was like, right, I need to stick up for myself again, and it's like once a. Like lockdown came along and I was like more I came more focused on doing what I wanted to do and then any comments I got about her uh, there was one time when someone came up to me and was like oh uh, that her's getting re- along again isn't it so I said oh lovely to see you too do you know what I mean? it's just like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like oh, fuck off do you know what I mean I, yeah I, no, little comments like that though add up yeah really sometimes they are worse than an outright thing so at least an outright thing you can have a conversation about it but it's hard to respond to a little yeah. shitty comment like that yeah and i think Sorry. there's multiple things can add up in a workplace and you, you do your way out the pros and cons it's like okay yeah i don't particularly might you might not like your job at the time but you know that you're getting money so it's like okay yeah. i'm getting some money so you have to come together with a plan to basically get out um and that's that's what I tried to do is like get it. What was the sort of realization for you in the sense of leaving? Um, so when I started, it was a shock to the system. I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting this because it was sold to me like, oh yeah, you're gonna be um, this. It was basically the way it was advertised like, you're gonna be this manager, you're gonna be this high level person, and it felt like what I was sold was like I'm gonna be in a serious position from the get go. When I initially started, it was then like, okay, hang on a minute. The rea- reality of this is not true. I'm doing yeah, it. quite scary. Right? It was like, oh, this what I've been told wasn't true. So then I started to then think like, okay, but kind of ride this out because I'm getting the degree paid for. And then there was certain comments. It was just comments over time that added up. So for example, the her and. It always felt like if you had, if I hadn't a, a complaint about what I was doing or advice or just feedback, it was always met with, well, oh, well, you're getting your degree paid for. Yeah. And it was, it felt like a, an immature way to respond to 
people and I, serious, I feel like serious like demotivating concerns kind of thing yeah well it's like okay so I, you're doing the if you go down the crib bullshit route route which is what I felt I, I went down it also wasn't it just it became more of like oh this isn't what I'm interested in doing with my life it's mm. and then there was a lot of things where it was like personal things at all um, change of personal circumstances so getting a bit entering a long-term long-distance relationship and then realizing like hang on a minute this is if I want to if I want to continue with this I couldn't stay by being long distance because it was too much yeah. to fucking deal with so yeah. it all added up and then it was like I'd already planned to like get as soon as I could fit leave leave and then it was like well relationship happened um and then I was initially going to go back to music uh, at college and study music, but because the music scene's been so good here, it's I'm been... impressed that you even managed to discover that the fact that the music scene, sorry, was so good there. I feel yeah, like around that's... here, especially for acoustic music and things like that, it's, it's quite non-existent. Yeah, I, f- I think you have in England, from from my experience, it's not many places. You're from, I'd say, a similar place like me, so it's like a small town. There's a few people who are musicians or people who are interested in music, so it's hard to find that scene. Whereas when I'm in, when you're in a city, it's like just the, even the level of musicians here is higher than a lot of people I've met. Yeah. In England, so it's just it was just easier to do things here, and I've done, I say, more over the past four months than I've done when I've been back in England because when it, when yeah. I was back in England it was normally I'd probably jam for a little bit with a mate or something but I'd spend most of the time playing guitar by myself or practicing yeah on your lunch breaks didn't you yeah yeah so I took my guitar into work and then on my lunch break I'd just go sit in the back of the car and chill there um, I'm not like that guy nailing DMT. I mean, they're not at our work, but yeah. the story about people with an hour lunch to do DMT. Yeah, yeah. I think that was someone who. Oh, it was a contractor, yeah. wasn't it? Or something? Yeah, it's a contractor. And he smoked DMT on the, the lunch break. But I don't know, also. <laughs> Gives you a 45 all... minute recovery. But there's also like these, these stories that are here. And then when you have like these, like, corporate days or whatever I could, it, then like you'd hear these stories of what, like what's actually going on but then what's getting talked about on a higher level is just like the complete opposite of reality yeah so, Chinese whispers though throughout any sort of corporation is kind of a childish aspect of it yeah um and when when I was getting closer to leaving there was um a lot of people leaving from the higher end jobs um so example, yeah I do remember where I, where I, the department I left, someone else left doing the same job as me. And then there was people in like finance. And it was, I think the, it was the idea of that you didn't like people working from home. And it just felt that the company was too old fashioned. For, yeah, I know. My, one of my friends said she was reading a paper the other day saying that the writer thought there was going to be a massive shift for like workplace culture in the next. 20 30 years because people are just going to stop taking the shit basically that they used yeah. to you know like you used to feel lucky to get a job it's kind of like the, that anti-work reddit thread that we were talking about before we started recording there was a post saying like 
uh, companies that say competitive salary, but if it's so competitive, tell me what it is, things like that. It's, yeah. There's all these norms in place that everybody does, but it just doesn't add up. Yeah, and it's, it is changed. I'm glad that I'm, I like seeing that Reddit page because it's just like people are just sick of the bullshit. Yeah. Getting from companies. It's good to see other people feel the same way, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think there I, will be a lot more open to it, though. Kind of things like, well, if you work three days that week, you get the, the same sort of proportion of pay reduction for that week. Yeah. Not even necessarily a holiday structure, you just a minimum days in kind of thing, as opposed. I think the the nail on the head of when I was leaving was that I'd been, okay, I'd, I'd probably done more than. I was expected to be doing at that job. So I was doing like apprenticeship ambassador things and I was doing like presentations at schools and working for the CSR team, doing more than I, I should have been doing. And the, re- the reward for that was never a, even though I, to be honest, I never asked for it, but I remember that when we would say, oh, what about if I get a pay increase in the last year? It was like, no, you need to get paid 80% in your last year. So it pays back the uni fees. But because I did so much work with like a external apprenticeship ambassador team, I've started to learn about how the apprenticeships work. And it was, oh, if you if you didn't uh, if you didn't hire apprentices, then you would have to pay tax on that money. Yeah. So the money that they pay is just tax that they would have spent anyway. Yeah, so, that is peanuts. What they actually have to pay when they say the payment yeah. is peanuts. I think it's uh, it's like three grand a year or something. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've, I've looked into it myself. I think it is about right. Well, I think you could actually go on. Uh, at, when I started, you could go on the uni fees because you could go in the financial area and you could look. Yeah, at and the, the levy sort of description and things. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and it said it was like three grand. I was like, oh, okay. And then mm. on, on the last day, so I was earning, I was earning like twenty-one thousand pounds reasonable amount of money but it was 80 percent of what i should have been on and then this new guy came in and he was i think he was there for like two weeks before i left and he was replacing uh, the other person instead of me and he didn't know that much about the company and then he i became that friendly with me he just told me how much money he was on and he was on thirty thousand pounds a year yeah stuff so i was like okay so he's on fucking like eight grand more than me a phrase <laughs> used by one of the staff members said that they penny pinch in the wrong areas and i think a lot of companies do that there's there's areas we can save money and it's perfectly reasonable but workplace motivation if you can where it's noticeably low in each department it's i think it's going to eventually crumble yeah and create a massive problem i think, I think for a lot of companies though yeah it's, if you don't adapt to what's going on at the moment where people want to work remotely and balance it then it, yeah i think the companies are just going to fucking fall yeah. under hopefully because why would i don't know that's, that's what i sort of like about this anti-work thing is like people going oh yeah oh i really want to go back to the office a lot of people are just like no what's what's the fucking point yeah you, you Every now and again, yeah i get it but even yeah i do i, I can understand me going okay you can come back into the office for maybe a certain meeting, but if the job's been doing been done fine remotely, then what's what are they actually missing out on? Yeah. Is it just the aspect of well, we can see what you're doing? It's like 
we can see what you're actually doing when you work working. You, yeah. you can't control in a bit. Yeah. yeah, you can't sit in your boxes and fucking chill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and all that, all this type of shit just made me go like, oh well, I'll try do something else. And then I've landed on my feet here with um, sim- simply the fact that my girlfriend Auntie owns um, private kindergartens that teach English. Ah, oh, okay, multiple. Yeah, so she That's has. <laughs> yeah, well, so. They pay, it's because it's, it's private, I think it works out the parents pay like, let's say around £7,000 a year for kindergarten level. Yeah. So from some, some going at the age of two, it might be cheaper from a certain age. I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't know how the fundamentals work, but they pay for it simply because the kids are in an environment that uh, is English. So like the staff are speaking English and more. The teachers are speaking English, so they pick up quicker. And some of these kids, mate, fucking hell, one of them speaks five languages. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of the Scandinavian kids as well. Like even at even younger ages, obviously, people say that apart from Mandarin, English is the hardest to learn because of all the slang and things like that and accents. And you'll speak to some Swedish kids like four or five because when I used to go to Spain a lot, there was like a Swedish family and you'd see their kids grow up and they just speak it fluently from obviously bilingual as well. Yeah. I think it's because you're so impressionable so early on, but it's impressive. Yeah. It's, even when uh, Christina switches from like Czech to English, I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that just so quick? It's, it, I, I did something the other day where I tried saying, cause I'm trying to pick up on a few Czech words. Yeah. And you know, we're just saying like a lot of NASCAR down home and it's like, oh, see you later. And then I try to say, oh, Jekue, thank you. Um, NASCAR down home, goodbye. Uh, Hesky Den, have a nice day. So I just that's like my well, you know, if you buy something in the shop, yeah, try and work it in gradually. Yeah, and then it was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, oh, Naskly Den or something. It was just completely wrong. And the guy, <laughs> the guy was just laughing at me like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but we are quite ignorant though as a country aren't we because we can just go everywhere and rely on them speaking english yeah it's like such you... a privilege it's such a privilege <laughs> yeah i, mean, I thought well, this is the other day i was like you, every place i've been to when i've gone like traveling somewhere it's just people speak english yeah. and it's just imagine if you're ukrainian and yeah, you go, I was thinking that. You go, you go to <laughs> drop in the middle of Manchester and you fuck. You literally fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, but even if like you go to fucking, let's say they go to Spain, the fuck because it's like they oh they have to either speak English or Spanish. Yeah. Because the fuck if you go somewhere and it's like it's out being Ukrainian, like what's this guy saying? Yeah. But I guess we're we're so lucky that uh, the British the British Empire just fucking slaved people and uh, obliterated people uh, you know, it's, that's the privilege we're getting at the moment something I want your opinion on, have you seen this thing about the metaverse? no, go on, inform me no. it, basically Facebook I think so you know the online Instagram and WhatsApp and things like that, mm-hmm. I think they've created like a head company above all of those that okay. they all feed into called Meta. And it's quite scary. Basically, what they're planning to do is implement, say, Facebook, but like as a virtual platform. So you put a headset on and you have like yourself, like what you, you can buy clothes in it and stuff like that and like meet your mates 
and have a house and basically the matrix basically the matrix. yeah like, put, oh, it's a so like con. it's like type kind of like the sims really but like yeah 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 so you can it's like it's like a game is it like a game or is it like serious as well no i think it's it i think it's genuinely like a networking platform i think it'll be things like job interviews and shit like that that could literally change everything it's really quite worrying how could they do job interviews like with it just you pick your room as an office you put a suit on and go and meet someone what do you mean? Oh, this is confusing. No, because it's like if I say if I wanted a job, let's say I'm having an interview in Tokyo or something. Yeah. So they could create a room where it's an office. Yeah, like I their just, office. What it's like in Tokyo? You you walk in, shake the guy's hand, speak to him. And it just feels like normal life, or is it going to? Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing so. Because they're quite immersive. Them headsets, aren't they? Have you ever had one on? You see them videos of people like falling over. Oh. Yeah. I think my. <laughs> Um, cousins have got them and i did try them on i was playing golf i think but it was because when you only play these games you start going like oh it is after 10 minutes isn't it yeah but it's not like it's definitely not comparable to real life at all something no. have, you, have you ever seen fucking hell vr is some vr game um vr reality or something there was some i can't remember there was some fucking game and you're basically walking around as a with a vr yeah but you just like some animated character so i think uh, i have seen it i think i know exactly what you're on about remember the like, knuckles meme which says like do you know the way is it not that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh like the idea of virtual reality is fucking amazing like yeah this all this could potentially happen but it's very i think still quite far off from that uh, but i feel like the next the next block of technology jumps can be worrying me yeah I'm not supposed to, they're saying we might not live past like 2030 sorry 2040 2050 and shit like that yeah how come is that because uh, i think it's climate. a bit of climate change or yeah. other things i don't know if we get too advanced for our own good and shit like that well have you seen elon musk talking about that no so he just thinks it's hardly possible we'll go a step too far and obviously he's quite high up in the automation and things like that well, he's got, he wants to put chips in people's heads, doesn't he? Have you seen that? Is that not Bill Gates? No, no, no. Is that not the virus? That <laughs> <laughs> That's already happening. Um, you know, what's it called? Um, Neuralink. He's doing Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, because have you seen the video? So there's a video of a monkey playing Pong. I think it's Pong. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. With his mind, like he's controlling his one thing just by looking up and that. It's, yeah. it's quite impressive. <laughs> Kind of mean that they're doing it on apes, though. But yeah, I mean, I can understand why they do it on apes. Better than do it on a human and just like fucking send them a bit naughty. Pay them wedge but... though, and they, someone <laughs> would do it. <laughs> Some uni student will do that. I'd want to see the people who'd line up for that. Like for each price range, what kind of people would turn up? Um, what is the new? Yeah, so the the Neuralink. The idea was it behind it was for diseases like Parkinson's. Um, yeah yeah i saw it or people are missing limbs and things like that yeah and i think through obviously to a bionic arm and just use it yeah. completely normally because you send the same synapses from your brain or saying so, sorry the same signals through your synapses yeah and then he was i think he was talking about on zero rogan and he was saying that it could get to a point where it gets that advanced that you could access 
memory that you have. So let's let's say if you think of let's say depression or if someone's got like PTSD, mm-hmm. it, that's a traumatic event that keeps replaying in their brain. You're saying that if you get this chip, you can basically enter that memory in the past and change the outcome or like change the way that you've perceived it. So it's like maybe a little bit like what happened with therapy is like the way that they'll talk about it is saying like yeah change the that. way that you think about and he was so he was talking to Joe Rogan he was saying that like well pretty much you could say that what you could be doing right now is just and en- entering a previous memory that you've had in the future and changing the reality of it so this conversation right now could be just us in the future looking back and changing it. I don't think that's the case, but the way he said it on the jet. Even still, though, the, the, the idea of changing memories, it, I think it really fucks some people up in reality. I think a lot more people in general be a bit kind of like, you know, everybody's a bit too nice and too perfect and things like that. Yeah, that, that's the problem on the thing about being alive. It's like you, you're going to fuck up at some point. And yeah. It's like that's what Probably develops you. Yeah, that's what develops your character because it's like if you don't, I say you do something and you do something wrong, it's like, well, at least you'd give a fucking go rather yeah. than finding out that oh, just living in an idea world where you're like, oh, well, I want to try to do this, but never actually doing it. If you if you never try to do it, then you're never going to know if you actually want to do it or not. Yeah. I think as well, looking at what you said, obviously you get to the point where it's so advanced that you can change memories, the point where you could just access them but not change them. It really fucks some people up, especially if you just stumble on the wrong one and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you come back and go, oh, fucking hell, actually, hang on a minute. Just erase yeah. that. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, would it not change your perception as well? Good ones as well, if you just keep reliving it and then in reality, you're sort of longing for that. Yeah, you're just basically the best. In your brain, you'd be the best fucking person in the world. Yeah. You could just make it out as like anything you wanted to. Um, I'm not a fan. There was a, a story of someone smoking DMT and they Will were talking Smith. about <laughs> Will, Smith. Will Smith smoked DMT. Uh, it was Ayahuasca, apparently. Oh, have you heard the stuff about him and his family? No, no, tell us. Go on. Um, God, I have to go- if you just Google Will Smith at the moment, I bet loads of fucked up shit comes up. Um, fans want him to stop oversharing, oversharing sex life basically his ex-wife just bullied him and he, he didn't yeah. take it well i can't find much else but i don't want to spend the whole time on google will smith sure. reveals ayahuasca use during split from jada pickett smith in memoir pinkett sorry oh yeah during a trip to peru in 2011 14 times though that's not that's not light usage that yeah that's I mean, I've not smoked ayahuasca at all. Um, I'd I'd say that's excessive. quite <laughs> it's quite excessive use of it. How frequently was he doing it? I can't imagine it being a drug that you're like, right, after we get the ayahuasca in. Yeah, they thought, oh, I fucking fancy some ayahuasca, man. Let's get him out and go back to a gap. <laughs> but um, I don't know man. it didn't say well 14 times even so even if that's over two years I'd say that's way too much yeah, yeah the, the thing you've got, to, you've got to be careful with drugs like 
that as much as they can i think that the, the positive i think if you go too far down the uh like, yeah, like, I hear stories about people nailing them. You just think, you know, like every two weeks and things like that. Or uh, I don't know whether it's actually true, but my mate told me about a guy that like have two tabs, trip for two or three days straight, and then sleep for two or three days straight, and then repeat. Oh yeah, that is no. I don't know I how long the human body could take that. Yeah, I can understand the uh, being awake for two <laughs> days, like not being able to sleep. But I, I can't imagine. I don't know. You, I feel like you just I love a three day sleep, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be like missing a whole fucking day because of sleep. But I think that would just put you out of reality like, pretty quickly. Yeah, quite, quite heavily as well. Yeah. Because they are, um, when, you, when, you, when you take like, LSD, for example, it does just put you out of like, it does, I'd say, it takes you out of reality for like, 12 hours minimum and then i'd say even as it's wearing off you'd probably not your full normal self for a few days depending on on the strength of the tab but to like to be frequently doing it you must have some fucking confidence in yourself yeah but to be fair will smith had a lot going on his wife i need to read into it properly but his wife apparently was very mean to him very very mean to him yeah yeah, there's oh yeah, so the 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 DMT story was this guy smoked DMT and apparently with that you can access previous memories that you forgot about that subconsciously you you know about that affects your day to day mood and he remembered that when he came out of his mother as a baby the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. And oh. so the people he went on this like trip with do it he was on the floor going like, like this like choking and then when he woke up he told them and everyone's like whoa fucking hell, that's, that's nuts well I, I, it's I, a horrible I, thought I, I don't think i like the concept of accessing memory especially like randomly i wish there was a lot more sort of coming and stripping away from reality like i always say to my mate i wish there was some sort of system where like every week or every two weeks a random car arrives at your door could be anything could be an absolute shit box could be a caravan could be like four by four and you just got to take it i wish jobs are interchangeable that extent as well you just oh fuck it, i'll be a pilot this week something like that <laughs> yeah you just swap and do whatever you want for for a week yeah especially if you're not in the mood for it really fuck shit up did, did you ever see that video of this guy on like i think he was suicidal sad sad, sad to the story but what he did was steal an airplane and not with anybody on it he just i think he packed bags on the runway yeah big difference between stealing and hijacking <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he stole it never hijacked he stole the airplane but i think it was like a big fucker it wasn't like a I don't know, a small private plane. And everyone like, on the signal was like trying to get him to um, like, just land somewhere. But he was doing like poops in it <laughs> and shit. And then uh, like crashed into the into the woodlands on some island. But everyone, at, all those people in the comments were like, fucking legend. Fair enough. Yeah, go out with a bang, innit? Yeah, he's definitely have you, have you seen the video of that guy? Um, he's been diagnosed terminally ill, so he's got a bucket list going on and he wanted to moon a speed camera as he went past and he did it 
about eight police officers turned up at his door, like pinning him down. And he was like, please don't pin me down. I've got this condition. I can't breathe when you do it. And they just carried on. He sat really? But yeah, yeah. All he did why was moon his speed camera. Why the fuck did eight police officers turn up? Fucking, you see shit like that though all the time, don't you? Just... What was it on? Was it on uh, YouTube or something? It's, it's quite uh, prominent in the news at the minute. If you just Google Guy Mooney and Speed Camera, it'll come yeah. <laughs> uh, when, uh, when I can't remember how old I was, but me, my brother, and my cousin, outside of uh, where we lived, it was a stupid place to do it. It just started literally in front of our house. We were mooning cars as they went past. And uh, I was, we were all doing it, and I, I was doing it while running. So like, I try to keep up with the car. And then. <laughs> One of them see my brother and my cousin and they pulled over. So I fucking legged it. I was like, shit, what's this? And then as I came back, I like played all innocent like I wasn't involved. And it was a police. We were, <laughs> I think we were, all, we were fucking young. But then uh, they, they took us like down to my auntie's house. My cousin was in tears crying. And then uh, like, my mum got a random phone call. I was like, oh, hi, hi Mrs. Halsall. It's, um, it's Sergeant whatever or something. Like, uh, we're just letting you know that your, your sons have been exposing themselves to people on the street. So my mum was like, what the fuck's going on <laughs> Like, thinking that we were just, like, getting our dicks about and waving them. <laughs> and then... Uh, like big leather trench coat, like that, in the fire. <laughs> yeah, hello. But it was... Uh, she found it funny in the end, like, because we were just dicking about. Convenient. We never got in shit for it. We never got pinned down like, by these police officers. No record. No record of that. This is the first public record of it. Employability just can't. <laughs> yeah. Never get employed again. Yeah, I don't know. If, if, um, I think like, do you think that like, when you're doing like a, a podcast, you start thinking, oh, fucking hell, like, would people, people going to search my name or something? I'd say if you'd get, apply for a job, but I don't know. There's some guy, the one I did the podcast with Jacob, he just, just said to me, like, when you think about it, no one really gives a fuck at the end of the day. You know, most people don't really care. Everyone's got their own shit going on. Got to get on with it, and that's the thing. There are a lot of people so concerned with other people's business. That's I think that's why a lot of people struggle so much with it. Yeah, it's like they're obsessed with. Oh, well, they're doing this, so I've got to. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was what we. And likewise, it creates a why they're doing this kind of just because they don't agree with it kind of thing. Obviously, within reason. Yeah, and people get like, oh, there was someone at, at, at work who said to me like, when I was when I was travel do going traveling, he was mm. criticizing it and he's like, well, you know, you, you can only do that because you live at home with your mum at the moment and like you don't have to you don't have to have like a mortgage and shit like me. And I was a bit like, yeah, but like, I, you tied yourself down. Why is that my problem? <laughs> yeah, it, and if you say well, that, that's what your life is. Like, yeah, okay, I, I could also be blowing all my money on casinos and booze and big to be honest but i'm not <laughs> so i'm just choosing to do some else there's also like well there's a risk of me not going down that route at this age like there's also a risk well yeah. okay you've got a nice nice fucking house and a mortgage that's your choice it's a pretty pretty decent thing to have um i'm just choosing to spend my money differently but it's not, yeah, it's definitely not a positive 
mindset to just constantly looking at like why why does he get to do that or yeah, why no, no point questions it that's what i feel like especially being at uni as well people tell you shit even if you don't agree and you do think it's staff just hear it out yeah. like, was it you no one of my mates went to travel into thailand it, there was this monk and I, I think he never spoke like out of a religious devotion or something and I think it's daft. My mate who went thinks it's daft. You probably think it's daft. And he was like, I wanted to go and see it because at the end of the day, he's living every day like that. So he must have some fucking reasoning for it. May yeah. as well go and hear it out, things like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's also uh, how do we know what's the right thing or not the right thing to do? And it's like, right, we have our own <coughs> opinion and like, our own way of um, living. It's just people, people might live a little bit differently. And it's like, well, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing and I don't know if what they're doing is the right thing so it's like well, you might as well just be civil about it and open-minded. Yeah there's the whole thing uh, about like the fact that social constructs just aren't real like obviously we've made them up but the ideology that men have short hair women have long hair and things like that is weird how we've established norms and something some odd things that we've established as norms kind of weird how it, if you could go back as we were evolving and sort of say well why why does it have to be that way and things like that could have very much just been a case of we're all quite a self-functional society and like money might not have needed to exist it's weird how we've evolved and chosen what we've chosen and where now it's sort of trapped yeah. where do you think that's come from that then type of uh ideas of which like someone has to, a girl has to have longer or a guy's got to be he's got to have a career and a job yeah, no, I don't know, mate. There was a thing, uh, I feel like you might have seen it's kind of one of the things that everybody's seen on Facebook, but it was like a Turkish princess or something in like the 1300s. And I thought she was very ugly. Like the point is, is that everybody nowadays would think she's hideous, but like men killed themselves if she rejected them. Yeah. I don't know if I could, could I share a screen to show you? Because I feel like I could. Yeah, share a screen, man. Ugly Turkish princess. Came up with ugly Betty then. <laughs> yeah, 13 men killed themselves because she rejected them. There you go. She does look like a man, to be fair. Let's see that. Can you see that? Uh, it's just loading up now. Has it done it? No, it's not showing. It's just showing there. Uh, Oh, ah, wait. Hang on. Hang on. This will work. There you go. You see that? Holy shit. <laughs> the princess with the moustache, 13 men committed suicide because she rejected him. This one. Maybe. But when was this? I don't think it says when it was, but that's the kind of concept that... It looked a fucking long time ago. Maybe yeah. because she looked so manly. And she looked so powerful that they just shit themselves that she'd fucking kill them or something for all a mighty power. And it was the kind of concept that, though, if you see a girl that will see someone that you think is absolutely the epitome of beauty, that's what she was back then because that's what the social construct was yeah. back then. It's kind of yeah. weird how it, it could have literally been anything. Yeah, I, what we picked is kind of a shit. Like, I feel sorry for girls. I, at the moment, I don't feel sorry for it. It's just like I think I don't know. They they do have to. Most women just have to wear loads of fucking makeup, and it's like 
I can't be asked doing that every single day. I wake up. Right, you always respect the ones that don't that much, though, as well. Yeah. Just sort of rock it. But um, I feel sorry for birds. Like, I think they have it worse. I, think, I don't know if you've heard, actually, but UK for spiking at the minute, especially around where I am. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about really, that. really, really odd, really odd behaviour. I do not, I cannot wrap my head around it. But what's like said, they, so like girls will buy a drink and they'll turn around, so they'll just chuck a pill in or chuck HGHV uh, or coke or cat or anything in it. And obviously, like girls have one drink and they're fucked, and then the bouncers all go over, see that they're fucked, kick them out, keep them away from all the mates. Yeah. And then they're out on the street on the road. Do you know what I mean? Shit like it's that. Just... We don't have to deal with that. I can't buy a drink and have no worries realistically. I bet that comes back to haunt me now. Yeah. Yeah, you can just get fucked up willingly. You know what I mean? You can get <laughs> <laughs> you can get absolutely fucked up with no regard of where you are by choice. Whereas a lot of the a lot of where that happens to women, it's just like it's fucking awful then it's just like it'd be, yeah it'd be terrifying i feel like any substance we don't know what what it is or what it's gonna do i feel like that whole build up and anxiousness would be horrible especially it's some powerful shit yeah it's some fucking just some ayahuasca that? <laughs> there was just some ayahuasca and they're just having like life changing trip lying on the floor in king street like oh fucking hell what's happening <laughs> No, it's, it's fucked up. Even just like the the standards, uh, what they've got to fucking deal with when putting something on Instagram. Yeah, so, well, uh, yeah, and lads just immediately criticise it. And birds, to be fair, they're just as bad yeah. as oh, wow, fucking, she's put this on, or, oh, have you seen this fucking photo she's put on? And it's just like, just, I, I don't, just shut up and get on with it, kind of thing. It's not well, like, we both deleted Instagram, haven't we? So. Well, I'm, I'm actually <coughs> back on it. You're back on for the podcast. Yeah. Or and and I chuck some some stuff on there, some random updates. And I went, I did go very off grid. I will say I did for a, a good while. Uh, getting the burner phone and being contactable via email was fun. Yeah, a little bit. You can say yeah. tried it. No? I feel like it's it was, a good cool fact about you know like when yeah, I remember my missus told me that one of her mates or something she knows. A boyfriend was kidnapped as a child and he says it's such a good you know like as an intro thing um yeah we like a job interview or something say tell me something interesting about yourself i wish i had that and i felt like i might just start saying it to be fair <laughs> just take it just take his story <laughs> yeah well i don't know I, I think i did that for a while and then i just realized how fucking easier it is with a phone I was like, yeah yeah. I did yeah. think that well like the time I drove to my house and got lost I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really have much sympathy if you didn't have the means yeah because but it's weird how dependent we are on it because like I say 20 years ago yeah that's why I'm saying 20 years in the future as well it's it I think it's quite like, scary I'll just fucking chuck this on and I'll be in the same room as you tinfoil <laughs> out yeah tinfoil out on and I'll just fucking beam into your your apartment in manchester be class though but it'd also be very shit yeah um yeah so doing that so i had like a, i had a decent file on iphone x before i got sold it and then i had I got the burner phone i was doing emails for a bit what's the final straw with that what what made me sell my phone 
well, you know, what made you come back to normal film? Like, what was okay? What was the point in your life? Tell me enough to get one here. Um, so I'd been it with my girlfriend for three months or something, and then it was just like I wouldn't really speak during the day. I wouldn't speak to her, I'd be at work or whatever. And then we just Skype for a bit on, uh, at night and we'd talk on that. Then, I don't know, it was like I'd forget to reply to people on emails. And then it just became quite irritating. Like, even when you check, like, your bank account. Because I was like, yeah, I'll just remember how much money I've got my bank in my head. And it's not as easy as I thought. Yeah. And then it was just like, well, I'm just, like, doing so much just to try to like prove my own points and then like yeah i can fucking do this and then i just had to think oh yeah it's just easier having a phone i've got music on here i've got all stuff like and it's easier to communicate with people you can just yeah. message message someone. <laughs> just like oh wow this is this is easy no one never fucking buys it would you ever do one of them where you're literally just like in the middle of the forest get your own food Shit so like then again, I don't know. If I had electricity, maybe. But so actually, before I before I first sold that iPhone, I watched. Have you ever seen Into the Wild? No, I haven't. Right, watch that film. It's a great film. It's about this guy who goes. He finishes college. I don't. Want I'm going to put it, it in a new tab. So <laughs> sorry, go on. He basically finishes college and then just goes on a mad adventure and lives off grid. Um. I think around this time I was chatting to this German girl I'd met in Israel and she'd been traveling or something and I was talking to her and I was like, oh, um, I've seen this film. It was like the last message I sent to her. I've seen this film. It makes me want to sell my phone and go off grid. And then I never spoke to her again because I, I, I didn't have a, a number or anything. I was just like, oh, yeah. Mm. I sent her that message. like, yeah, it makes me I want to go live off grid. And then... I just did it. So actually that influenced me to get rid of my phone as well. Have you ever seen The Beach? No. It's a, well, it, it's a guy that goes travelling to Thailand and he meets this guy who's a bit mental and he gives him the guy. I don't know if it, I don't think it's based on true story. I don't know if The Beach is actually real. Um, but the guy kills himself. Um, but the night before he gives the main character a map. And basically mm. after... Like get a boat to one island, stay there, get like an illegal boat to another island and then swim like three kilometres, two kilometres to this final island. Basically on the island, half of it is a weed farm, which is like okay. like surrounded by armed arms, uh, sorry, armed guards. So like obviously no one goes in there. But the other half's like fully self-sufficient community. There's like 20 people, like five of them build every day five of them go out and fish five of them cook and like five of them do something else and it's kind of that idea probably not they all go a bit mad in the end so that the idea for maybe like three months of just you get up you have a task to do you do it yeah. and then you just enjoy the environment around you but i feel like that appeals to me most kind of thing i feel like trailing about the woods hunting for squirrels a bit bit ocd there's people <laughs> like that though yeah. Especially in like Russian, like in the depths of Russia, people that don't know that World War Two happened and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's big Siberia. It's big. Yeah. I've seen that um, in that tribe that lives on an island. 
that I just haven't had any human contact. And then like there was a guy who tried to kill anyone that goes on. Yeah, yeah was, like, a, was it a guy with a film camera and he pissed him off so they killed him? Yeah, well, I think he took a Bible as well and was trying to show him fucking Christianity. And then they just what slaughtered him. daft idea, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. No That's, wonder I, they didn't take to that well. Well, have you ever heard the theory that sort of how much more advanced would be without religion? Everyone thinks it's really held us back throughout as a humanity, well, humanity in general. No, I'm not a theory. I could, I'm just I could, saying that a lot of people wasted time arguing about shit like that and killing each other over shit like that when we could have just got on with it. Yeah, I went to, um, so I, at where I work, there's a teacher called Science who's from South Africa and she's <coughs> a Christian. And she invited me and my mate Danny to go to a Christian Halloween party. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And, uh, it was a strange experience because it was like, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a very. I bet no one, I bet no single people took anyone home. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I tried to be open-minded about it, and we got. We oh, got I get evidently wasn't then. <laughs> we got, we were like, okay, well, I don't know, and they were like, oh, there's drums and guitar. I'll ask if you can play it because my mate, he's a drummer first, and I was like, okay, I play guitar. I was like, yeah, we'll have a bit of a jam. And then uh, we got there and they were like, oh, no, you can't play the drums and guitar. I, it's only if you remember. So I said to me, I was trying to fucking get into it, aren't they? So, you <laughs> so you've got to start off, you've got to sign up to be a member. And then next minute you go to Sunday prayers, sacrificing <laughs> people. But uh, have you ever Where's seen... this in England or Prague? This is, this is in Prague. It was only a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> so it was... And so I was like, okay, I'll try to be open-minded about it. And then it was a situation where a lot of a lot of people, I'd say, in society are probably atheists now. Yeah. Or I say that's the vast majority. You don't really express from people that I speak to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you don't really express religious views, but me and my mate felt like the odd ones out because we actually were the odd ones out in that scenario. Yeah, that's quite humbling, though. Yeah, so as well, why do you do it? I feel like at the end of the day, the sort of whole ideology between each of them is values to be a good person in essence. Yeah, um, and but then so, we as humans fuck it up by misinterpreting it and shit like that. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll try to think of what the. So basically, we go in. They've got a free scram. They've ordered pizza and everything. I'm like, fucking pretty decent. Uh, some people brought some food, and then like they weren't really drinking, so I thought this is all right. Uh, then the guy who owns it wanted us to play Just Dance. I was like, oh, Just Dance. So then I was like, if I play Just Dance, will you let me play the drums? Yeah. <laughs> so so like, all right, mate. Me and me, me and me, we'll play Just Dance with you. And then it was like, no, you can't use the drums after that. What say? <laughs> and then there was a few, yeah, a few more Christian jokes. And they ended up putting this film on. And in the film, it said, like, it was a scary film. And I just thought, you're going to watch the film. And that's the end of it. And it was, like, a 20-minute short film. And it says in there, there's something out there. And, like, the, I don't know what you think, the pastor? I don't know, I don't know what he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he seemed to be, like, in the mix of, like, organising it all. He stood up at the end of it and was, like, giving this speech 
and he was like, there's something out there. There's something out there. And then my mate <laughs> just shouted out, like, yeah, like the, the scary bald monsters that are going to eat your family. Because I was with the monsters in the film. But the room just went completely silent because he, we didn't realise that he was going on like a Jesus, like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can find it got out there. So then I was like, I, I was, my, my yeah. head was like, just fucking laughing. We just like let him have his go and then they're like, right, he give a speech. And then we went down to the toilet and was like I burst out laughing. <laughs> then I was actually laughing about how I was in a situation that I shouldn't have been laughing, but now I, I couldn't yeah, stop. Yeah, it's laughing. one of them, it's like school where you just yeah. it comes on, you cannot stop. So I actually said to the guy weird for him to put oh no, it's not it's Halloween where I forgot that fact. I was wondering why I said scary film. It was an old choice for a church. Yeah, so like, I ended up going to the guy because I was like, I felt a bit mean. Do you know what I mean? If like, if I was talking in front of people and someone was absolutely laughing at me, then so I was like, listen, mate, I wasn't laughing at you. What had happened was he said this. I found it funny in the moment, and then we ended up talking. And I, I was like, I was interested in like what made him believe in. Uh, Baby Jesus and God and that story. When he's, sorry, I don't want to forget when he said something's out there. Do you know what he meant? Uh, God, like Christ, oh, okay. the Holy Spirit. I believe that's what he meant. So yeah. I was like, right, okay, I'll just ask him about it. And then we were talking, and it was it was a fairly reasonable conversation. But he like he assumed that I was like. Um, I don't know. I didn't believe or whatever. I don't know. He just basically assumed his finger me, and I was like, "Well, that's not true." And then he said, "He's like, it's not going to make you any less cool, you know." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "It's not going to make you any less cool. I look at you, you know, you're dressed all cool. Like if you know, you start coming, it's not going to make you any less cool." I was like, "I don't think I'm cool." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to rope you in, mate. Yeah, I was like, tap, tap your ego, rope you in. Yeah, like. Uh, and then I, I was talking, I was like, well, the reason that I, I question it and I remain open-minded with it is like from the place that I've been to. So being in Israel and seeing Palestinians and Israelis just arguing over fucking who gets what patch of dirt and like people just killing each other over it because it's fucking, they have different belief systems. It's just silly. That's, yeah. that's what I was saying. So I was like, even in fucking Belfast 30 years ago, yeah. Like that's you had troubles going on there for for years just because of people's religion and how that affected the fucking life of people. I was like silly. Yeah, that's what I mean coming back to the point about we could have made society literally anything. It could have been in theory, it could have been anything and this is what we chose. Yeah. I, but, the, sorry, go on. Go on. No mate, sorry, go. It? I'm switching topic. It's alright, it's fine. The when you said about scary movies, I'm glad I remembered this because I've been pissed off if I forgot. There's a YouTube video called you know about the iceberg concept. So like they, they get you pick a topic like I watched one say Kanye West and it starts off with like well-known information kind of like stuff that the general public will know about and then it dips beneath to sort of fans would know and then it dips mm-hmm. beneath to like people that might only know him know and things like that and just gets more and more mysterious underneath there's one called the horror movie iceberg or the disturbing movie iceberg it's a youtuber called wendigoon i think you'll quite like him and it's like a two and a half hour video 
and he just describes each he's watched most of them or some of them like the, some of these moves are that fucked up that you have to get them like as a physical copy off the black market and things like that so it starts off like not even saw like uh sinister and shit like that and then it drops beneath to like texas chainsaw massacre which i didn't know actually is um it's trying to be a metaphor for the meat industry like from a human's perspective well like a human's oh, okay. perspective of how the animals fix and be turned up to this random place and immediately try and get hacked with the chainsaw but then it moves down and like just gets to really weird shit. but then at the bottom the bottom tier of it isn't even horror moves it's like factual well it's classed as a documentary but i think it's a shockumentary actually but like for example the british government when we ruled africa i think did we rule mm-hmm. a fair bit of africa yeah. they put out a propaganda film i think in like the 50s or the 60s just basically like an hour and a half compilation of african citizens like doing horrible horrible evil despicable things to each other and they just put it out to the public to say like look this is what africa's like we shouldn't uh withdraw from there but italy did it as well with some other weird shit it's a very interesting thing to go through but the day afterwards are so vacant he puts the thing afterwards saying like trying to sort of motivate you to not feel shit about it and just sort of be going about your day and oh. but yeah. um there's one called a serbian film that is apparently i think that's not real but it's like notably traumatizing if you want to yeah but one of my friends has watched it he started going through the iceberg as far as he can he said like he said he'd be going he watched that serbian film and i think that's about halfway down and he said, like, he'd just be driving and he'd be like, <sighs> I just remember specific yeah. scenes, yeah. I think the most, like, the traumatising things about the stuff that's happened that's real, like, when I was watching this World War II documentary before I got on this Skype call with you, it was like, just how, it was not even that long ago, like less than 100 years ago, it was just people got that caught up in who's got the who's got the best idea of what, fucking patch of dirt should live like the best way that they were just like yeah let's fucking kill all these polish people yeah, all these tough. jewish people well then it's like what how the fuck does that even happen and it's it's frightening because it's just it's true and then you start to think how do you avoid getting in them situations again and is that a problem of these uh, ideas of religions like what's the what's the most peaceful way to live yeah, it's all we yeah disagreements between it. But it, it seems to put like a it's it's a lot has changed now with technology. Like the yeah, let's say, I don't. Let's say that the propaganda video. If a propaganda video got released now onto YouTube or I think there's there's that many platforms available that yeah. it can go onto, and there's comment sections or people can make another video criticizing it. Which is yeah, I think positive. I think for example, back in the day, people wouldn't really scrutinise governments. You you sources would be like the newspaper and what other people tell you. Because obviously we've got this massive massive advantage of information. People just said, no, it's not true. That I don't think they could ever influence people with videos like that. Again, it's interesting how things have changed in what thirty years, forty years. Yeah, well, even just the more so than that actually, but still, even with the uh, same proof. Uh, technology and flying and because of how many people who can fly now 
it's reduced the prices of flights to different places. So it's become more affordable to different people. So if you actually want to go find out about something in person, you can fly there, organise a trip if you've got the exposable income and see it in real life. My mate was and, telling me that, um, sorry, go on. So no, that's fine, go on. In London, I think it's London Heathrow, it is cheaper to fly, maybe not to Prague, but some like European city for six quid one way than it is to get a pint in the airport. It's yeah, like eight quid yeah. for a pint. Yeah. It's just like the, these, you can, you can, when you see like these news stories and it's like, oh, this happens in Germany or something, it's like, there you go. I, I think it actually, I don't know, the notice system works. Someone said, like, oh, it's, I think it was about Brexit, and it was when um, we had the the first vaccine in the UK, and it was given to loads of people in the UK, and we were doing better than the EU. And then someone was like, yeah, well, you know, it shows the EU and how better we are now with Brexit. And that. I was like, what was that? <laughs> you've just Mate, seen we've got no we... crisps at the minute. There's no crisps <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I'm not like, you can't get a meal deal or anything really? like that. There's no crisps, yeah. Like not even just one brand, all of them. Um, yeah, it's daft. That's that's just a severe fucking British issue. That yeah. <laughs> I think milk's quite bad as well. Coming yeah. back to flights, uh, when I went to Barcelona last uh, week tomorrow, yeah, well a week ago tomorrow, um, yeah. there was two people that got on there, and when this is at like seven a.m. and when we got on. Me and my mates were all spread out, so we had like a group chat and we were just sort of texting, saying like who we were sat next to and what they were like and things like that. And two people got on, and you thought they were pissed because like they did, they were a bit loud and rowdy. Um, and then after a while, I was sort of like they're not pissed. So my mate suggested he thought that they were either on LSD or a lot of cat. And it was quite entertaining for a little while, and it was quite awful for a little. So when we were taking it, they were FaceTiming the mates, they were like, wait, we made it on, you know, kind of like lads, 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 they were quite, quite unpleasant individuals, yeah. so when they were taking off, one of them, I think, started to have a bit of a bad experience, because the wing, obviously the wing bounces when you're about to take yeah. off, you go on that quick, and he was going, there's too much weight, there's too much weight, we're going to crash, we're going to die, like screaming <laughs> this, and his really? name was going, nah, nah, it's all right, and then when we actually lifted off, they were both going, whoa, like screaming, Obviously, again, it's 7 a.m., like, people are knackered. Um, the person that had sat next to it was, like, them two, and then one other person. That one person sat down, and both of them, like, started ruffling his hair, and they're like, yes, lad, we love you. I can't wait to sit next to you for the next two hours. He moved after about 20 minutes. Um, and then the whole row in front of him moved. The row behind him didn't until one of the lads turned around, uh, stared at him for a good 30 seconds, and then just went, why the fuck are you looking at me? Take it like stand up in the aisle. It was like some 40 year old woman with her husband and the husband was like, please stop. And yeah. he was like, I'm going to fucking knock her out and shit like that. What the fuck, mate? So they moved. Um, and then the Ryanair guy, <laughs> my mate was like, I'm never flying Ryanair again after this. Yeah. Um, the steward came over and he was like, tone it down. I felt so sorry for him because you could tell someone had obviously seen him at the at the front desk, you know, when you're getting on the fly, and just thought, oh, fuck it, it'll be someone else's problem. Um, so the two people behind him moved, and then I was, like, behind them one row to the right. So he looked back at the two girls sat next to me, and he was, like, um, he was saying apologies for that, ladies, and then the guy came back, 
and he went you two you've snitched on me like started on them saying that after the flight he's going to batter him and then he apologized again and he was like oh well, i'll sit on your knee to make it up to you and they were like no thanks it's awful mate it was absolutely awful i've never experienced anything like it yeah i've always thought if you if you're gonna nail some substance a plane it'd probably be the worst like like wolf of wall street you know and he has to get pinned out like yeah. Let's get a belt taped to him. How was Barca? It was really good, mate. It was really good. It, it's a really nice. It's my fourth time going, and I want to go back quite soon. Yeah. I don't get bored. There's quite a lot of English out there, and we were speaking to some of them. Um, because it was a girl who'd been there three months, seeing a boyfriend who'd lived there eight months. And I said, well, I wasn't in the conversation, but I said to my mate, I was like, oh, so they enjoying it? And he's like, yeah, they fucking love it. I think that was completely different. A lot more dog friendly. Everybody has a dog. So like you just go into yeah. a bar and like they they'd have it off the lease or just come and sit next to you. It's fucking class. Yeah. I feel like everybody's you... dead dead anal about dogs around me. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if you went into a shop and things like that, but no one's asked. What did you get up to? You there? We were, the main activity that we did was a sunset jazz cruise. It was really? absolutely fucking live jazz. It was absolutely fucking mint, mate. Yeah. But apart from that, there's not a lot, to be honest. I'd, I'd very much got fed up with the routine that I was in. Not fed up, but I'm just back to back to back at the minute. So I'm yeah. just trying to look at the pictures now, see if there was anything else notable. But um, I just needed the break. It was fucking class. So I wasn't really interested in doing much because I've seen it all. Like I, yeah. I've been there and done that kind of thing. But I'm just trying to show you the view from the hotel. I don't know if it's going to work as showing my phone into the camera. Sure. Is that me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That no, was like I... the balcony. Yeah. Off the, uh, off the, so that was two floors up from us. So like you could get your breakfast, just walk up. And then like there was a night where we were going out and we had pre-drinks out there. But after we'd had pre-drinks, so I came down with like two bottles of rum. And I went to the wrong floor, but knocked on the corresponding room. But I thought it was my mates in there. So it was absolutely, it was only like 8 p.m. So it was not yeah. absolutely nailing this doorbell, doorbell, like hammering on the door. <laughs> Some like middle-aged woman opened it with her husband. I just went, oh, I'm so sorry. It was horrible having to walk away. <laughs> no, it was no, a good no. laugh, mate. Europeans, though, but I feel like you might miss it. Some guy went up to my mate, mate six foot five. He just went, you, you, you are fat puff. Like, out of the, <laughs> and my mate was like, you said he had no idea what to say to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know a lad from uh, a Poland who's like uh, friend, friend, really friendly with him. Um, <coughs> and he, he just went living there for a bit. And then he, he actually got there before start of this year and then he got his visa sorted so he didn't have to oh, go shit, through all we have to get visas for stuff like that now yeah it's bollocks but he got in there just before it started so it was like he, he just kept his normal rights as a new citizen i think yeah because he, he could provide evidence that he lived there before brexit actually started but he, he looks yeah. like he's always having a class time yeah out there it's one of it's quite it's quite well it was november and it was like just hoddy weather it was like 18 degrees and sun does a lot for people you notice how like you see italian people living to like 900 it's all mm. sun it's the vitamin d mate people recover from illnesses a lot quicker 
they yeah. get more vitamin D. Well, this is why everybody's fucking ill around here all the time. <laughs> Everyone's ill and depressed because it's fucking raining all the time. Yeah, Shit. it's bad, mate. It's really bad. Does it? Actually, I think it's well, saying that the sun does good is likewise for fucking bad weather really does bad shit but like when i get home and it's, it's like four o'clock after uni it's dark it's really really fucking awful mate yeah see if people get seasonal like seasonal they just struggle yeah uh, it's started to get dark here now by half four five o'clock but yeah it's cold but because it doesn't rain it's nice and i have actually yeah. noticed no, no a sunny day when it's snowing is absolutely fucking class mate i fucking yeah. love it I, I've, I've noticed that I don't mind how it is. Like, you know, when you, you go to work, it's dark, and you, you, people ask what it is. You go to work, it's dark, you go home, it's dark. Oh, fucking coming, back, coming back to the anti work Reddit, <laughs> it said, um, like, why should. So, why, why are people complaining about the fact that it's dark when you leave, like, whilst you're at work, instead of criticizing the fact that the working day is so long that we don't get any sunlight? Yeah. Kind of a good point. That's why I used to just go on and walks. I'll be dinner me. Yeah, no, it was a good shot. I'm glad I started doing that as well. You just get a shot and fucking... I'd, I'd turn my phone off and I'd just go and have my hour. And I'd go, oh, fuck, just get away from it for a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, it's grim, it's especially if you live that office lifestyle. It's like you're going in, it's dark. You're going in, it's dark, you go all it's dark. It's just like, oh, this life is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, especially when you... Like, because it's not... Yeah, so because it's not raining here, it's not as depressing. Yeah, like, no, I bet, it's it's enjoyable because it's just a bit it's a bit nippy. It's not like I'm getting fucking soaked and rain and shit. So it's bad. I have a um, speaking of Barcelona. I think once Christina's done a masters or something, or at some point because they can have free uni until the twenty five uh, in the Czech nice. Republic. Yeah. Scotland do that, don't they? Although it's dead cheap in Scotland. Yeah, I think. But only Scottish people. Yeah. I think that. So they get. they could. It basically covers from when you're 19 or 18. You can do your degree to your bachelor's, master's, and PhD if you want to do it. So that's all paid for by the government. It's fucking brilliant. And yeah, it's she's the only one. She doesn't know whether. She doesn't want to do a PhD, so she doesn't know whether to do like a year after the bachelor's or the master's and then just go live in Barcelona or something. I was like... Mate, from the people up. that we spoke to, they do it, they love it. And I can see why, to be fair. So there's that many English as well. You wouldn't feel like fish out of water kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely beneficial having people who are English that you can kind of knock around with. As much as it's good yeah. to be outside. No, it's good to get that, but... Yeah. It, if you meet someone in English who knows Spanish people, so it's a link, whereas if you drop in somewhere else. But, we haven't um, yeah, yeah, I've told you that I want to travel after you. No, no, go on. Yeah, the thing, there's a thing called the Banana Pancake Trail, so it runs through, it, you fly to Bangkok basically and go from there. But you can drag it out as long as you want. I think it's minimum six months, like maximum 18. But my intention is after uni, work for a year, get either as paid well as I can or I'd love an absolute cushy one, you know, like four four ten hour days and then three day weekend instead of yeah. the structured yeah. nine to five. Rack up the cash and then just go, just get one way flight and come back when I come back. Yeah, this is what's come with me, but it goes through like well one of my mates has done South Southeast Asia as well. But it got ended early because of COVID. 
it's just it's literally like the best thing he's ever done it well you can live out there and you know it's so cheap over there like yeah. ridiculously ridiculously cheap you can get like accommodation for a week for like 12 quid 13 quid yeah Fucking yeah hell, you can live off like 80 quid a month easily apparently it's like yeah. it's like 50p for a beer 80p for a beer and like four quid for a three-course meal different way of living so yeah just well like that i think that was also influenced by the beach because i read the book i think got it here no i don't uh the, there's a book for the beach and my mate was like i'll just read this and then after that i'd start looking into it but it's called the banana pancake i think it's like thailand vietnam bali cambodia loads of shit like that yeah i'm fucking why not save up a bit of dough for it and then yeah exactly one of them and then can always sort everything else and i'm back but it's very much keeping me going some days because especially if i was sort of grafting but not knowing what for at least then i would get a degree out of the way get some cash and then head to wall how, how long is that you finish this may i finish it yeah yeah so it's racked up it's a lot more intense yeah i don't know if yours yeah. was for that step up to final year but the content is just I think for that, that <laughs> final year, it was just a fucking grueling. It was like, there was less work because you'd done most of it in the third year, but it was all like the portfolio and it was just having the... I think that is uh, bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. Um, the, was that just for CMI as well, not for the degree? Yeah, just for CMI, you have the portfolio and they just reviewed. They did like an online assessment day. Um, I, did, I was doing that from here. I, I flew out before, so I finished the job and then just did the assessment day on a normal day and just logged onto my laptop from this very spot and did it. Um, nice. Yeah, but it was like, you know, I think some, some people were doing it from work. Fuck that. Like, why would I rather, yeah. I'd rather, if I'm leaving, I'd rather fly out and just yeah. do it online. Um, and, and I really, once I give, once you give your notice in, like you got to leave straight away, didn't you? Yeah, well, I said she said uh, the woman involved rang me and she was like, "Well, do you need to work the notice?" And I was like, "Well, uni's already started full time." And she was like, "I'll just go then. It'd be sound." So it was kind of weird because I, I told her I wasn't happy, I wanted to leave. She said she'd speak to who she needs to speak to, so I just went to the retail part, which is like half a mile away. Gave me a phone call. She was like, "No, you don't have to do the notice. Just come <laughs> back, drop your fleece, drop your phone, and off you go." So. It's kind of weird because like especially from their perspective within like half an hour i've gone from expected to be there for three years to just out the door yeah and it, i think them notice periods are actually this is what i learned from anti-work is that you don't even you don't technically have to do them or something it's like no yeah no i think it's quite not necessarily immoral but i think it's quite frowned upon understandably i get that especially from the business's point of view but there is no like they're never gonna they can't force you to come into work every day it's quite a weird weird concept there's one of them that you build up in your head like oh we'll have to give this much notice kind of thing yeah i no, think uh, it just your references in the future which obviously is important but depends on what you want yeah i think that when once i'd give my notice and i knew i was leaving it was just like I was like, for a bit, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll still care. And you get to like <laughs> a few weeks and you're like, oh, wow, I don't give a shit anymore. Now I'm going. Um, yeah, I bet though. I bet with yours being so long as well. Whereas like, I've only ever had short ones. Even that last day is always a weird feeling, isn't it? 
because I've had a few yeah. last days at different jobs. It's always well, oh I, my God. I just kept moving mine. Like, so I was actually only supposed to do a month notice, but because um, the, the person in the same department as me was leaving as well, and I actually liked the people I work with. I was like, all right, I'll give. As did I, to be fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll give an advance notice. So I'll give him an advance one. But then the further I got with it, it was just like, oh, fucking hell. I can't be asked for this. And it was like, can I move it back? Can I move it back? And I ended up moving <laughs> it back and like changing my holidays and everything. So I just used like holidays at the end to just make me finish earlier. And then. Yes. Just got yeah. Feeling good about it. Yeah, it's, um, it was initial shock to the system. Because normally when. When you when you go when I go traveling somewhere, it's like I'll go and come back. You know what I mean, it's like I'll go there and come back, and it's back to normal. Whereas this felt that I was it was like starting fresh, and you've got to I had to build something up. It's like as much as it's good to have Chris, Christina here with me, it's also important for having my my own time to yeah, own independence. Yeah, my own independence, doing what I want to be doing, my own friend group, and like my own type of community to be doing something. So. I did like three months of not having a job and in my head I was like yeah I'll just spend loads of time doing music and that doesn't happen really <laughs> it was just like I think one day I did like an eight hour shift but it was, it was good to kind of get out of that daily grind life for a little yeah, bit yeah no it's very refreshing to get out of it and I feel like now because I'm my my routine's so irregular and things like that. I'm I'm excited for a bit of structure, so it's always kind of. I think it's good to have whatever you have for a little while and switch it up, and then have what I have for a bit longer and switch it up. Yeah, that's what I was saying about the interchangeable jobs. How good it would be. Yeah. Um. So the within, I'd say a month and a half. I, I think it was even less than that. I was like going meeting Christina's family, and only. <coughs> Like a sister speaks English. <laughs> Sorry, love. It's all right, man. Don't worry about it. Um, a sister speaks English, but mum and dad don't speak any. Dad speaks a tiny, tiny bit of English. Um, and then, like, she introduced me to her auntie. And as soon as her auntie met me, it was like she'd heard that, oh, Christine's got an English boyfriend. She runs an English kindergarten. Yeah, and together kind of thing. Yeah, she wasn't even bothered about the anything I'd done in the past. It was just like, do you want to do this? Like, I'll give you a chance from, uh, I'll give you a chance to do it from August. I was like, okay, I'll give it. I'll say, I'll, I'll give it a go because if anything, it's better than just burning my savings while we're yeah, definitely. So You're it's just sort uh, of comfortably funding your living kind of thing. Yeah, it's not. Uh, so the way the way I think about it is like the cost of living in. England is expensive, as you said. In London, it's like eight quid for a pint somewhere. Um, here, you can get a pint for a quid, let's say. In like the, the cheapest one I found is for a quid for when I when I was drinking, um, and it, just even like the cost the cost of living is cheaper. So, what I'm earning isn't a lot in UK terms, but it's reasonable. Yeah, plenty over there. Yeah, so. What what I'm doing is just like with my weekend, I want to be exploring places in Czech Republic or doing stuff with my music. So I go to the jam sessions in the afternoon. Um, but it it took me a while to kind of 
get into that that flow i'd say yeah but you've got the luxury of the train route throughout europe though haven't you yeah mate and it's i found the benefit of that over summer it was just like oh you go to you could go to croatia on a train from prague for like 26 euros yeah yeah um and i think i went to budapest um vienna and bratislava and then croatia this summer just because it's even if you want to get a a flex bus it's fucking yeah. easy. you can go to anywhere it's so it's so much better because you can just go like right what should I do this weekend i'll go there um yeah, yeah mate, so it's i feel like it, it's paid off doing that job i think that i this isn't a long-term plan the the kindergarten job it's just a it, pay, it gives me something to do you've had so long in a grind there's nothing wrong with just sort of putting your feet up not putting your feet up i'm not necessarily saying it's easy but you know what i mean it's in comparison it's not as high stress as an environment day in day out yeah it's not mate it's not at all it's it's uh, yeah it's very chilled out some of the stuff i'm doing it's like other than your lesson plan you we've got like you go for a walk and the kids play for like an hour and 40 minutes doing it it's like yeah you it's not what i'm used to it's like i have to do this at seven o'clock yeah time. Yeah, it's not one last seven oh five. You've got someone emailing you. What the fuck? Yeah, why well, have you not done this? Or it's uh, it's still got like I don't know some people in the workplace culture or whatever, and people get stressed out. I I kind of laugh about it because it's so it, it's so different compared to my previous job. Like the so for example, one day this kid had water in his mouth. And I was just looking at him, and one of the kids just ran up to him and just went, ah! and like smacked him in his face. And his water went all over this fucking kid's face. And I was like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take this job seriously with stupid shit like this. Is happening <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's it paid off. I mean, I didn't I didn't plan to end up uh, doing this job. So I do get a bit of like imposter syndrome a little bit. You're just like, why am I doing this? Yeah, I get you. But it's fun. Um, I'm going shooting guns next Saturday. Nice. Shooting yeah. a tank. <laughs> you remember when no. uh, my Prague trip got cancelled, but we had that book, didn't we? There's um, it's just a shooting range, but you can. So we bought a small package each. It's like my mates coming over with us there, and I would say she's my mate as well. Um, and we bought. I've never done it. The amount of times I've been to Prague, and I've always wanted to do it, but I've never booked it. Yeah, I'm quite. I'm quite surprised that you've not done it already. It was, it was like the first thing I booked when I had the trip booked. <laughs> uh, but it's like uh, the old fucking nerd in me from playing COD Four and like playing yeah. all the Call of Duty. He's just like, fuck, oh, shoot a dragon off. You play shoot Modern Warfare Two? That came out ten yeah. years ago today. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Right, we're all bastards though. I know. Um, we are, mate. Right, mate. I'll uh, I'll stop recording there, man. Is there anything you want to say? Thank you for having me, though. It's all right, bro. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Appreciate it.